Oh yeah, like always, I told y'all guys that I love that music, so anytime you hear it, I want to make certain that I'm giving shots out to the man who created it. I'm going to give you his information, his Facebook, his Instagram, and his YouTube. So if you want something of that nature or you're trying to get up on some gospel, some R&B, some hip-hop, you need somebody to do some production for you. You want to hit up Jonathan Brown. He is the mastermind, the CEO, and the creator of J Genesis Music. If you want to check him out on Facebook, you can find him at J Genesis Music on Facebook. You can find him at J Genesis Music on Instagram. And if you want to check him out doing some covers, you know, doing a little bit of music of his own, he gets down, he does his thing. He's a pianist, he's an instrumentalist, he's a producer. You can find him at YouTube at J Genesis. Uh, so infinity shots out so yeah we definitely really appreciate this i'm hoping you're listening and getting some of the love that we're trying to send out to you love you john okay so yeah now we've handled the business you know giving the shout outs we want to tell you about a another sexy story situation vacation that we had uh this one will be a story about the red rooster uh, and I know they tell you what happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas, but we're going to break that rule today. We're going to tell you about some shit that happened in Vegas and a good-ass time that we had with uh, a couple people that we ended up meeting at the club. The swinger club out there. I'm going to get my baby's voice in the mic. I just want to, I'm like, whatever you want to say about that situation, I want to hear it. I want those vibrations to go into my eardrums. I was waiting for you to do the introductions because you know I'm like, Introduce yourself, just in case someone was listening to this episode for the first time. So I was allowing you to be master of ceremonies, and you didn't quite do that. Okay. Yeah, so you might be listening, and I'm like, okay, I saw this black in the swing of things. I'm black. I figured I would listen to it, but who the fuck am I listening to? (laughs) Yeah, you're listening to a black swinger couple, you know, someone who enjoys an alternative lifestyle and wants to tell you a little bit about it hopefully we can inform you a little bit and entertain you at the same time so the voice you're hearing right now is none other than yours truly energizer and your co-host on the mic is none other than bunny oh damn that, that was too short oh, i got the bunny that, was, that that felt like the you know the quick orgasm i'm like i felt like like i needed more i just bunny I needed more. I needed to, you know, grab some, you know, rails and have my toes clench and get that so sensation going through me. That's better. That's better. I'm not mad at it. So, yeah, like we talked about the last time, when we talked to you last, I think it was about uh, Bunny's birthday party. And like we told you before, December and January are very busy for us because we have birthday, Christmas, New Year, and birthday that all comes back to back. So at the Bunny's birthday party over at the Grove where uh, 
unfortunately did not get to sexually murder a couple. Uh, <laughs> we uh, took a flight over to Vegas uh, and we went there and, you know, we celebrated my birthday. We had to, uh, well, we didn't have to. We spent one day talking to a, what do we call that? The people with the hotel. Hey, you're going to come and enjoy this and oh, you're going to drink uh, wine on the balcony? Share. Yeah, we went and listened to a timeshare presentation. So, um, unless your no game is very strong. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the hotels in Vegas are set up to keep you coming back. They want you to keep coming back. They want you to go to other hotels that they own. So, one of the major things that happens when you get to your hotel in Vegas, especially the major hotels, is there's usually a group of people in the hotel who are kind of looking to spot people arriving and who look like they may be in Vegas for the first time and they offer you all these wonderful gifts. Oh, come on, we're going to give you um, a first-time gift uh, package because that's how they got us. They were like, Oh, is this your first time in a hotel? Oh, well, let's give you your welcome package. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, follow me show. over here. We're going to give you this welcome package. And we're thinking this is going to be a quick thing. We just got in Vegas. We're headed toward the room. Okay, we'll stop, get this quote-unquote welcome package. And I'm doing air quotes. Um, and go up, go up to the room. Well, you know, half an hour, damn near 45 minutes later... <laughs> We've found that we have signed up for this um, timeshare time presentation. presentation. And at the end of the timeshare presentation, we're going to get a whole bunch of um, freebies from the from that group for the hotel. Yeah, we're um, which, um... granted, the freebies were nice. Mm -hmm. uh, we did appreciate that, and we're actually going to be using the hotel stay when we go back uh, next month because we're going back in March. However, um, what was supposed to be a two-hour thing turned into about f four, almost five hours four of our change. time. Mm -hmm. So it ate up a significant amount of our time. And when you kind of weigh out what you got on top of uh, what you gave up to get it, um, it doesn't really equal out that much. Um, they gave us like, what, $125 for one of the restaurants. So which... it would have only been 75 but because I was coming in on my birthday weekend, he threw an additional 50 on top of that. Yeah, so, um, so we had $125 uh, to use at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. We got a... Um, three-day, two-night stay at the hotel of our choice when we return to Vegas. A comedy show. A comedy show. And that was pretty much it. The mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, we enjoyed the comedy show, which we'll tell you why later. Um, and uh, we enjoyed the food. It was nice. We, had, we ate twice off of mm -hmm. the, um, the money that they gave us. Um, and then again, like I said, when we go back, we're going to use the two nights, three days, uh, stay at the hotel. 
But again, um, for giving up five hours of our time to get the real hard sale and have to keep saying no to people who were being very aggressive, trying to get us to buy a timeshare, it really just wasn't worth um, the aggravation. The aggravation and the pressure that they put us through for those five hours um, to get that stuff. Um, you may feel differently, um, but we're just letting you know uh, if you go to Vegas or you go to any major um, Hotel tourist city, that's usually what's going to happen to you. So um, we got duped the first time. And uh, that was an experience that we don't really care to do a second time. Yeah, so I'll give you the quick and brief story around how it works. Uh, and this is what what will take you a lot of time. Okay, so they'll tell you that the presentation will be a, a roughly two hours. The problem is what they're going to do is they're going to put you into a shuttle. And you got to account for the amount of time it's going to take for your shuttle to arrive and the amount of time... For the shuttle to get to the hotel um if i'm being honest they were being nice to us i'm assuming very nice you know we got upstairs they offered us some sandwiches uh some coffee some cocoa hey get you something to eat we got some you know uh breakfast kind of uh situation real set sweet out for you. until they realize you're not gonna buy the timeshare because <clears throat> you get sugar and cream and red carpet service until um after a presentation and you've said no for the 70 no. million time. <laughs> if I'm being then honest. like, well, take your shit and leave. No, no, no. <laughs> Babe, if I'm being honest, after we said no the first time, I went and got another sandwich and some more <laughs> yeah. coffee. Shit. If I'm, I'm so going to tell you no again, I'm, I'm getting, getting another sandwich and coffee. Yes, but him getting the sandwich and coffee signaled them to... Make us sit there for seven more no's. <laughs> so okay, so <laughs> don't get another sandwich and coffee. Just say no, grab your shit, get up and leave. <laughs> now, if I'm being honest, because I'm a podcast guy, I've been listening to the Clark Howard forever. I know that under no circumstances should you ever buy a goddamn timeshare because it's goddamn a head kit, a headache on wheels that is going to last infinity. They'll tell you stuff like, oh, you can donate this to your children. Why the fuck would I do something like that? Why would I handicap my children your by giving them a responsibility that they don't want? dig up your body and set it on fire. Kick you in <laughs> the goddamn skeleton rib cage bone. So we went there. You know, we had a nice... Uh, and they try to sell you the lifestyle. Hey, you can sit out on the balcony and there's marble countertops and you can have wine and look out across the ocean. Nah, I'm good. Baby, we're not going to make the whole podcast about this shit. Anyway, okay. long story short, you can make a decision. If you're somebody who's willing to give up four to five hours of your time um, to get some free stuff, I highly recommend it. You know, if you ain't got shit else to do, you're not a gambler, and you want to get tickets to um, free attractions, you want to get um, a couple of nights stay the next time you come to uh, Vegas for free, some and you want to get some free food, that kind of stuff, and you don't mind giving up four to five hours of your time, and you're really good at saying no to people, no matter how many times they ask, Go for it. Because honestly, um, if you can do that, it's worth it. Because 
I mean, we made out. We we got $125 of food for free. Um, we also got a comedy show for free. And we got uh, two nights, three days stay at a... Um, we're actually staying at the... What is it? The um, Lexus? Is it Lexus? The Luxor. Okay. We're staying at the Luxor this time. So we're staying at the Luxor Hotel for two nights for free. So um, works out for us because we got a lot of freebies. Um, we did give up five hours of our time. But again, um, it depends on what you're in Vegas for. We're not big gamblers. Um, we didn't go there with any agenda. We just went there to have a good time. And once we sat through that grueling whatever, um, we turned up the rest of the weekend and had a great time and it was great. So, but again, the reason we were in Vegas, cause my baby didn't tell you that the reason we were in Vegas was no, because he had never been to Vegas before mm-hmm. it was on his bucket list. Um, or oh, fuck it list. Well, yeah. And I was trying to surprise him with something he had never done before, um, I did want to take him out of the country, but uh, the a couple of plans I had just wasn't going to fall into place the way I needed them to in enough time for his birthday. So the closest location was Vegas. So I was like, okay, we'll do a week long weekend in Vegas, have a good time, and um, and my baby will get to at least uh, check out Vegas, uh, real quick before we have to spend a week in Vegas. Cause that was also kind of a test run because we were going back for a conference, um, in March, which is going to be a week long. So I'm like, if my baby hated Vegas, um, I didn't want him to have to suffer through a week in Vegas. If he was like, Vegas sucks ass. I don't ever want to come back to this place. Come black. At, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at least I had, you know, a, a month and a half, or almost two months to find somebody else willing to go on a free trip to Vegas. So um, I did a test run with him. We got to Vegas. He loved it. I was glad about that because, again, we were going back in March um, and we decided since we were in Vegas, why not check out the swing scene? Um, because again, one of the purposes of this podcast is for us to bring, um, the black experience in swinging to you all and allow you to kind of live through our experiences. And as we travel, because I am a travel agent, as we travel to different cities, different countries, things like that, giving you the con contrast of um how it is to swing in different states and different countries so one of the places we decided to swing was this place called red rooster in vegas um so red rooster actually has a bunch of businesses the name Red Rooster is attached to a bunch of businesses. It's attached to a storage place. Yes. It's attached to a construction company and a trucking company. So I have to tell you that up front because when you're trying to find the actual swinger club, you pass the storage place, mm-hmm. and that'll throw you off because um, 
if you're somebody like us who's been to swinger clubs like in Spain that are kind of hidden mm -hmm. in little nooks that wouldn't normally be a place where you'd find a swinger club. Off a little alley. Yeah. Um, you you would think, oh, they might be trying to hide the club inside this storage area, okay. which is not exactly what happened. And, and it kind of fooled us because, again, it's n late. It's um, dark outside. It's raining. Let me get this one, babe. Okay. <laughs> okay. So basically what's happening is uh, you got to imagine we're at our hotel room. We went to the little comedy club. I think one of the guys that was doing comedy has done some voiceovers on, I think, Family Guy or something. He was uh, funny. He had a little jokey joke. <laughs> yeah. No. If you're going to tell that part of the story, baby, you got to rewind. Okay. Well, hit him with the comedy story then. Okay. So, since he got into it, let's talk about that. So, we went for a walk after we finished with the freaking timeshare people. Mm -hmm. We went for a walk down the strip. As we're walking down the strip, we noticed, hey, there's this cannabis store. Uh, let's leave the what happens in Vegas cannabis story vague. Let's leave it vague. Is going out to the world. Yeah, I I mean honestly, I don't want to leave it vague because we were in a place where it was legal and we did not do anything illegal. So I'm like this. <sighs> what happens in Vegas does stay in Vegas, but what's legal in Vegas is legal in Vegas. And when uh, you're doing things that are legal, people cannot get you for shit that was legal where you are. Okay, that's like going to Amsterdam and the drinking age being 18 and you drinking age is 21 in, in the United States. Uh, if you drink in Amsterdam, you was legal. Okay. So it's not like if you come back to the States, they can arrest you because you had a drink when you was in Amsterdam. I'll tell you what. When you tell a story, insinuate. Oh, my gosh. Insinuate what might have happened, might or might not have happened in the Vegas when we went to what may or may not have been a cannabis spot. Okay. This is how this is going to go. I don't care. Because I was somewhere where things were legal and I was doing something that was legal in the place and the time where I was. So if other people do not want to admit to whatever happened, whatever may they may, may or happened. may not have done, that yes. is fine for them. <laughs> But I will admit to what I did because I know I did it legally and I'm happy with what I did and I have fun. Anyway, so I went into a cannabis store because I passed a cannabis store as I was going down the strip. Now, I and may or may not I, have been with her. <laughs> <laughs> when there was a I'm not even talking store. about you. I'm not even talking about you. <laughs> I went into a cannabis store. When I went into the cannabis store, because I was curious, because I had never been into a cannabis store, and I had never been in a state where marijuana was legal. So the curiosity in me was like, hey, let's go check this out. So I go into a cannabis store, and they're like, hi, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. How are you? And they're like, we're great, too. 
awesome. I was like, I've never been in one of these. And I started giggling because, of course, I have that nervous giggle. And they're used to that because they know people come to Vegas for the first time and they have probably never been in a state where marijuana was legal and they're curious. They're like, is this real or is this some straight bullshit? So they were used to that. They were like, hey, this is how this works. So they explained it to me. I'm going to need your ID. They took my ID and they scanned it into their computer. Um, one, because the computer that they scanned it into made sure that my ID was an actual ID. It wasn't a fake ID, um, that it was a legal government issue ID. It also was double-checking that I was of legal age to be in their establishment and of legal age to be able to go into the second door, which actually led to said cannabis. So once they checked my information, they gave me back my ID, they told me to keep it out because I was about to enter the next door, and once I entered the next door, I was going to have to show my ID a second time. So I'm like, oh, okay. But when they opened the door, I'm like, man, y'all ain't playing no games, because literally there was no way for any type of swap or switch to happen between me giving them my ID and walking through the door, because literally... From where I was standing and handing them my ID, I could reach out, turn the knob, and open the door with my right hand and look at the people um, in the cannabis store and wave at them. So, literally, they're not playing no games with you. They was like, well, yeah, we understand that you are walking less than five feet. <laughs> I have but we're going to check your ID again on the off chance that as you enter this door, your ID magically transforms into something different. So I walk into the um, cannabis area, and it is pretty cool. So you have this big screen with a menu that gives you all the cannabis choices. It has all these awesome names of stuff like Mind Blower and, you know, Danger Will Robinson and all kinds of fun names. The Warlock. And yeah, Warlock and, you know. I'm just assuming that there might have been something called a Warlock <laughs> if one were to walk into a cannabis type spot. <laughs> that into might be something that one would see. <laughs> anyway. So, um, so what you have is several people behind a counter. Um, they are your salespeople. And then you have the glass counter. If you've ever been into a sex store um, that sells uh, the smoking pipes and stuff like that, you've got that type of counter. You've got that clear counter, and you've got all the different types of ways that you can consume cannabis kind of exampled out for you. So there are edibles and there are joints and there are gummies and there are um, drinkables. drinkables and there are smokables and all kinds of fun things. Pretty much any way you can get cannabis up in your body, they had it available with the exception of injections. Injections is probably the only way you couldn't get cannabis in your body in this store. Now, if so, you are injecting your weed, you are at a whole nother level. You totally are. I don't but, know. Perhaps that might... I don't know. 
Hey, maybe we just came up with something. We might have. We got but a new anyway, business idea if we get back to Vegas. Maybe we ain't got Injectable a whole lot of time weed. to be telling this story. Okay, All go right. ahead. So anyway, so um, we go into, oh, excuse me. I go into this sales area. We did not. I did. Boys. My Legalese. bad. My bad. I'm always talking about us, but this was me. I went into the sales area, met this wonderful lady who was very happy to see me. And she was like, hi, how are you? Again, I was like, I'm great. <laughs> um, so I explained to her, I have never been into a place like this. I was like, you know, I'm used to, you know, seeing the corner person sneaking and all that stuff. I was like, so this is a very different experience. And she was like, well, um, let me explain to you how this works. She checked my ID again. And then she said, this is our menu. We have our organic. Um, we have our synthetic. And then we have our hybrids. So you've Mm-mm. got three different types to. Nope. We have three Let, different types nope. to choose. I have from. to uh, interject. Uh, excuse uh, me. Somebody said they weren't there, so I'm I don't know saying, why they interject. I'm not saying I wasn't there. I was saying if one was there, oh they might God. learn things about different type of weeds that there are indicas, and there are sativas. From what one might learn, if one were to go into a shop like don't this. Don't make people have to pull out a dictionary, because they don't know what an indica and a sativa is. Oh, you think they don't? they like, when, when when I say indica and sativa, they like, I know exactly what you talk about. Indica. There's probably three to seven of our listeners that do. The other ones is like, this motherfucker going to make me pull out Google. Okay. Uh, if you were to go into a place like this, someone might tell you that a sativa is a more energetic type marijuana product which will make you energetic go through your day you're skipping along you're happy you're feeling great now if you want to chill and you want to have something that tells you sit your ass down yeah you might want to try indica or if you want to get somewhere in between that like you're the cream in an oreo cookie then you might want to get a hybrid you know what I'm saying? It's not lifting you up. It's not bringing you down. It's keeping you right in that floating, creamy middle. I totally was going to explain all of that. And one okay. might only assume that because something like that might happen if <laughs> one was to go into a weed shop anyway. in a legal place like Vegas. So, I'm guessing. So, while I'm in this place, this is being explained. And then it was explained... All of the different ways that uh, the cannabis can be consumed. So it was pretty cool. You're looking through the glass case and you see um, like Rice Krispie Treats. You see cookies. You see fudge. You see brownies. You see gummies. um, And they have what they call soda. Well, the soda is not carbonated. It's more like drinking a very good tasting NyQuil. So it, it's got the thickness consistency of a cough syrup. Okay. 
it they give you the little cup which is about the same size that you get when you buy a bottle of cough, cough syrup now, that little clear cup they give you one of those that comes with your um with your bottle of quote unquote soda so yeah um like, imagine if you bought you some nyquil you got a lot to say for somebody who was I'm hypothetically guessing. in or not in this place i'm guessing if one goes there yeah, they yeah might... black people are they, they want to claim they wasn't that shit, but they know a hell of a lot about what was going on inside the shit. I'm a good guesser. He ain't a, that good a guesser. Like, if you go there, there might be a little cup. Uh, you know how you have, like, your NyQuil where it has, you know, your different number of millimeters? Yeah. They might give you a cup. That way you can measure out your soda. Because if you're drinking a soda that has THC in it, you might want to be able to measure your soda content. I'm guessing. But go ahead and finish with your story. Anyway, so um, because I am someone who uh, does not particularly care for smoking, um, I chose to drink. And I was like, hey, I'll try the soda. And the lady was like, well... Um, what's the occasion that even brings you to Vegas? And I was like, well, I'm celebrating my husband's birthday. And I brought him here because it's his God first it. time to... Um, Who is him? I brought him to Vegas. Who is him? My husband. I brought my husband to Vegas. She asked me what brought me to Vegas. She is... He is I and I am him. Slim with the tilted brim. What's my motherfucking name? Energizer, bitch. God damn it. Okay. Anyway. Supposedly, so, if Energizer was in there. That is not what I said. What I said is I was asked what brought me to Vegas. Okay, let me pour you another drink. While we're I was talking. not asked what brought me into the cannabis store. I was asked what brought me to fucking Vegas. I said, I'm celebrating my husband's birthday. He's never been to Vegas. This is his first time in Vegas. And I said, and when I got here, I was unaware that it was legal to smoke marijuana in this state. Yes. Because, again, that is not something that I do on the regular. So I didn't give three shits. It's not legal in Georgia. So I wasn't really checking for that. I go to Vegas to gamble and watch shows and stuff like that. I had no idea. So I get to Vegas and find out, guess what? Let me find Marijuana is legal in Vegas. I was like, well, shut the front door. Let me go check this out and see how real this shit is. Because I've heard that there are states that allow you to smoke weed legally. But I'm like, do these states really allow you to smoke weed legally? Or do they just say that shit so they can sound cool and more people will move there or more people will visit there? So let me go check this shit out. I was like, this might be another tourist trap kind of thing, like the timeshare shit. So I was checking it out. Anyway, so when I tell the lady that I'm there celebrating the birthday... She says, y'all, guess what? She's here celebrating a birthday. They was like, whoop, whoop. She was like, guess what? You get a free joint. Shut the front door. I get a free what? Yeah. So she was like, 
you look at the options that we have and you make a decision on which kind of cannabis you want to enjoy for your freebie. I'm like, be still my beating heart. So I make the choice that I'm going to get the soda. Mm -hmm. And I think I got like a berry fruit punch soda. You seem like the type of individual that would enjoy a hybrid type soda. Yeah, I think that was the only soda choice that they had was the hybrid. Okay, you probably made a good decision then. And so then I decided that I wanted the most potent uh, joint that they had. So the highest concentration of marijuana that they had available is what I wanted my free joint to be because I'm like, I wanted to get Cat Williams high. I'm like, if if I'm going to do it and I'm going to be doing it legally and I know what happens in Vegas is going to stay in Vegas and I'm not going to be able to do this shit when I get back home, I want to get ha ha. I want to get Snoop Dogg high, real talk. But I knew I could only afford to get Cat Williams high. So I was like, let me get that. So I got one of the um, the... Was it a hi- it wasn't a hi- was it a hybrid? No. I'm trying if, to think. If I'm guessing about how you live, <laughs> if I'm guessing, <laughs> I, I love this think guessing shit. That you might get an indica, a strong ass indica. Now, if somebody has something that yes, says whatever like, I got, like it was twenty eight percent. Yes, it was the highest concentration. So I got that. So you seem like I was the kind of like, chick. I want to take it to another level. Hold on, let me guess again. Now, you seem like the type of chick that if somebody said they had some shit like a fucking warlock, you imagine in your head like a fucking wizard that's just goddamn sitting your ass down in the seat and I wish you would try to stand up. This magic is going to force you back down into your chair yes. because of the indica and not might be the type of thing that you forget yes i wanted that shit like they show in the movies where you get so high all you can do is sit there and stare if i had to guess anyway so that's what i got um so take my purchase um throw the deuces to the security guard and walk back to the hotel so um we've planned to go to the comedy show after we have dinner Mm-hmm. And then after the comedy show, we had planned to go to the Red Rooster, which is the swinger club. Mm-hmm. So we had never heard of the comedians. We didn't know nothing about them. But I was like, you know what? If I watch these comedians after I didn't have some weed in my system, um, they're going to be funny as fuck, no matter what. I was like, it don't, it don't have anything to do with what they're saying. I just know that shit's going to be funny. Without even knowing the comedian's name, I know he's going to be funny as fuck because I'm going to be ha, 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 ha. So, Mm-mm. I decide that I'm going to... try to ha, a ha, ha. Ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, so, I decide I'm going to drink my drink, my little soda. So, mm-hmm. I take my little measured cup of my soda. Mm-hmm. And then my honey... God bless his sweet soul. Says, hey, babe, I fixed you a cocktail. Mm. Now, at the time, this sounded like the best idea. Okay, 
I'll chase my weed with a cocktail. I've heard. I don't that, think that was a good idea. I've heard if you well, take your weed. Well, in hindsight, with that a strong was beverage. Not, well, in hindsight, that was a great idea. It was a good idea. But, yeah. I've heard if you so, take your weed. I don't want to say it wasn't a good idea because the things that transpired afterwards was super fun. But I think they were super fun because um, the liquor took the weed to a whole nother level. So the reason I chose the... So to explain to people who have never had weed, um, when you smoke weed, it's supposed to take... Well, first of all, yeah, when you smoke weed, it's supposed to take anywhere from a half an hour to 45 minutes really to kind of hit you. Okay. Um, so if you've watched the movies and people smoke weed and automatically get a high and all that stuff, that's not true. Okay. Um, that's an exaggeration for the movies. In actuality, the way uh, marijuana works in your system, it takes anywhere from a half an hour to 45 minutes for it to get into your bloodstream and actually affect you in any way. Um, and then that also depends on your tolerance. So your body's tolerance for drugs um, factors into that as well. So if you're somebody who, for instance, takes pain pills and it takes you a couple of doses before the pain pills actually kick in, it's going to take you more marijuana for you to feel the effects. So um, you would probably have to double, if not triple, your marijuana intake if you're somebody who is challenged with a high um, tolerance with a tolerance to type of to pain medications yeah to chemicals yes so um so i took we were looking at the different options because the reason we chose this the reason whew, me and the lady were looking at different options when i say we i'm talking about me and the salesperson so we were looking at different options the reason i uh we we chose the soda was based on how quick it went into the bloodstream because the option of the edible, the edible can take anywhere from two hours. Yeah. An hour and a half to two hours to actually kick in. So if you have never eaten an edible before, you give so much detail for somebody who was not. I'm a good ass guesser. Woo! Man, I guess like a motherfucker. You need to stop guessing because you just I'm guessing like... if you have never had an edible and you think like it's going to be like the movies and you're going to just eat the edible and automatically be high immediately, you might be mistaken. You are mistaken. Uh, from and that I... was one of the good things about going into this store was that not only are you sold a product, you are educated on the product and you're educated on how the product is going to work in your body so that you don't walk away thinking that you got sold some bullshit. You are given an honest expectation of what you're getting, what you're taking and how long it's going to take to affect you. So you're not walking out of there thinking, okay, I bought this bag of cannabis gummies. I'm going to chew these suckers and immediately float to my hotel. They do let you know that the different ways that you choose to consume the cannabis 
also dictates how long it takes to get into your bloodstream and actually affect you and give you the high you may or may not get. And again, they also say everybody's tolerance varies. So some people will feel an extreme high. Some people won't. Some people will feel um, a very slight high and some people don't feel much of anything at all. Um, even though they may be high. So you have to um, understand that this particular drug affects everybody differently. It's based on your body type, your body size, your body chemistry, the way you tolerate drugs. It's a lot that goes into this, which is why um, it did make it more understandable why some people have to smoke a whole lot and some people, uh, some people who smoke weed smoke a ton to get high, and some people who smoke weed don't have to smoke, but maybe a couple of puffs off a joint, and they're just stupid high, um, because it's a tolerance thing, um, and it's also on people's body chemistries and the way that their bodies tolerate um, foreign substances. So anyway, um, based off of our conversation. The reason the soda was chosen was because the soda goes straight into your body, directly into your digestive tract, directly into your bloodstream, and it's the quickest delivery method um, for the cannabis. So you get your reaction to the drug quicker. Yeah, um, within thirty to forty-five minutes. However, I've heard that if you chase it with liquor, it will speed that up. It will triple the delivery system. <laughs> I've heard um, such things. It, it will go from zero to 60 in 5.2 seconds. So do understand, um, one, the easiest way to get uh, marijuana in your system is to drink it. Um, secondly... The easiest way to multiply your high is to chase it with liquor. So that's a little nugget of wisdom for those of you who indulge. Um, smoking is probably not the best way for you to get high if you like cannabis. Um, ingesting it is a better, quicker way. Um, however, the liquid form is the best way. Edibles are good, but you need to kind of amp the ante with some type of alcohol or some other high. Let me uh, hit them with some knowledge I've heard from Joe Rogan because he is a <laughs> uh, known uh, partaker in marijuana. Uh, if you eat or drink your marijuana, it will go into your stomach and it will turn into a different metabolite that will give you some potentially high-level hallucinations mm -hmm. and if you add uh liquor with that that may make it uh quite intense for those who are not regular uh indulgers indulgers in uh thc yes i'm guessing yeah based on what i've heard yeah so but anyway we need to get to the red rooster i'm gonna say the same thing you know we didn't spend a lot of time talking about stuff that ain't got nothing to do with swinging because this so anyways, is yeah this was your uh podcast of weed in the swing <laughs> so anyway
anyway, um, we enjoyed we enjoyed uh, our conversation around the um, cannabis. I thank the lady. I took my purchase. Um, again, I indulged in my uh, soda, chased it with the cocktail that my husband was so wonderful to fix me, which gave me um, a quick high. I felt it very quickly. Um, and so my night was going super fantastic. Uh, we went to the comedy show. Um, the marijuana helped me laugh to the point of choking, um, at a lot of the jokes that they were, uh, saying and people were turning around to me looking like, miss is really not that funny. And I was like, you just don't know. Didn't they have to bring some water? Huh? Didn't they bring you some water? Yeah, some the point? dude brought me some water because I was having sinus issues and my sinuses was draining, which was tickling my throat anyway. Nope, not tickling. It was tickling my throat. Nope. So, um, the, so I had a little bit of dry throat, but I wasn't going to pay them $8 for a bottle of water. I just refused. So I was laughing so hard and coughing so hard that the, the manager of the place actually brought me a bottle of water. <laughs> And I was like, I'm fine with that. I was like, thank you so much for my bottle of water. Um, so that that helped my situation a lot. I didn't have the dry throat thing because marijuana does give you dry th- dry mouth. Um, so anyway, if you're going to drink, I mean, if you're going to indulge in marijuana, please hydrate because you, you get those issues. So anyway. Okay, so um, let me So we've in. gone through the comedy show. We are headed to the club. We... Um, did we Uber or was it a lift? We we lift. We took a lift to okay. the um to the club. However, those let me jump in. Streets in hold on. The streets in Vegas are like the streets everywhere. They got them stupid ass orange lights that don't light up a fucking thing, so you can't see shit. Um, in addition to that, uh, the area that this is uh set up in is kind of like a industrial area slash residential area so you got a lot of storage buildings you got a lot of um warehouses and things like that and we're used to our clubs being um inside of a warehouse that was transformed into a club so when we saw the warehouses we like it's got to be in this area um, we did not realize that the club was actually in a residential area. So as the GPS is leading us into the residential area, we're looking like this can't be it, but it really was. Um, it was a house that was converted into a swinger club. And we was okay. like, well, shut the front door. That was so, the first for us. Here's what happened. As we passed by the goddamn Red Rooster storage, uh, place. storage place. We're like, is that it right there? It says Red Rooster. And the GPS said, no, go down and make a left turn. And as we're going into the residential area, like, fuck, we must have gone too goddamn far. <laughs> so the Uber driver, Lyft driver, fuck it, the driver, the Lyft takes driver. us back around to the um, Red Rooster storage area. And we're like, fuck it. We can't figure this shit out. It's sand go down the street. We're going to call the Red Rooster, and we're going to try to figure out where it is. We know we're in the goddamn area because we dropped the goddamn address into it, so we have to be near it. Turns out the street that we drove down 
was the actual street. But because it was getting into a residential area, we thought that we'd gone the wrong way. So we went down a little further, and it turns out from what we can tell, the Red Rooster used to be a home. Yes, it was a significantly large home. Um, it was probably about maybe five or so, maybe five to seven bedrooms. It was really big. It was a good size. It was a good size home. Um, what most people would consider probably like a mini mansion type home um, that was converted into a swinger swinger club. So we're guessing whoever owned the place was in the lifestyle, um, found another place to live and was like, you know what, what are we going to do with our old place? You know what? I got a great idea. Let's turn this sucker into a swinger club. They had probably been throwing parties in their house before that. And they were like, you know what, since we had already been throwing parties up in this mug, let's just co- fully convert it into a swinger club and, you know, and we'll just make money off this property while we got it. So it's a house mm-hmm. with some red lights on the outside. If you saw it in the daytime, you would have no fucking clue what goes on at night. No idea. You just know that a lot of people show up in the evenings, and they are having one hell of a good time. So we um we pull up, we walk in, and it's like any other club. You've got your, you walk in, you got your reception area mm-hmm. to the right, where the guy is like, "Hey, how you doing?" Now this. Um, the way it works in this club is there's no membership required. Um, you just pay a door fee. And so even if you're a regular, um, I don't think there was a membership of any kind. I don't recall getting one. Yeah. It was just, um, a door fee. So you just come in whatever night and you pay your door fee and you come in, which was refreshing because... Um, uh, like we said before, a lot of places require a door fee and a membership. So we come in, we pay our door fee. There's a coat check to your left. Mm-hmm. There's a little glass case that kind of shows you the history of the Red Rooster um, and the people that own it. Um, some of the articles that have been written about them and things like that. Um, they have calendars and, um, little knickknacks and kind of, yeah, little, little things that they have for sale, like their condoms and, um, like little vibes and stuff. They have like a little mini store, um, where you can purchase things as well. Um, and then you go in to your right is a staircase that leads you to the couples only area. Mm, that's no, you're right. I'm yeah. Yeah. And then right in front of you is the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, to the left is the men's bathroom. Um, so you've got the bar there. Uh, then a little bit further past the bar is the dance floor. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, right by the bar, across from the bar is some billiards where you can shoot pool. Pool table. Um, then you got your dance floor. You've got a bunch of tables and stuff to sit and kind of mix and mingle. You got another little bar. You got the fe- the Off ladies' the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit further in to your left is where the food is. So this place, um, and because we went on a Saturday, yeah, we went on a Saturday, Saturday night. Sounds right. They had food, hot food. Um, 
already there with cake and sandwiches and some other little nibbles and things like that. But that was all put out for whoever wanted to partake in it. You know, it was free. It was a part of your door fee that you paid. So you just kind of um, just fill fill your plate and get your grub on, Um, which was very um, appreciated by us because by this time, it had been a while since we had eaten because we mm-hmm. ate early. We ate dinner early so that we could have enough time For to eat before we went to the comedy show. And then it's probably about 11 ish at night when we hit the club. So, you know, you got a little bit of a munchies. And of course, um, I had the munchies in a major way because I had it, um, had some cannabis in my system. So I was like, where the food at? So, um, they had like some kind of beef stroganoff kind of new pasta stuff. Some sandwiches. And some sandwiches. Some dessert some, little some, um, you know, little desserts mm-hmm. and stuff and some fruit and some um some vegetables and what's not. Oh, they had chips and dip. And chips and dip. Yeah. So, um we enjoyed the food. We sat down at one of the tables, kinda chatted a little bit with one of the couples. Um enjoyed the food. Then we um, started kind of walking around because there wasn't really anybody to give us a tour, so we kind of had to give ourselves a tour. Um, walked around the club. Just one second, baby. Walked around the club to kind of see what they had. I'm going to let my baby tell you a little bit more about what was available at this club. It was a very nice club, and there was a lot available, which um, was a pleasant surprise for us. Okay, so once we got to the eating area that was off to the left, there were several other areas downstairs and available. So in the eating area, if you look off to, let's say right in front of you, off to your left, there's another billiards table. Um, So if you want to kind of break the ice, just play with a guy or girl and a couple, you can kind of play a little bit of pool and kind of chat around and kind of, you know, get conversation going. If you go past that they have a lockers area like we get we tell you guys all the time if you're bringing your valuables into a swinger club be careful because you know if you're swinging you will oftentimes take your pants off you will you know sit your clothes down not everybody that goes to a swinger club is there to swing some people are there for opportunity as we've told you before so we come prepared even going to vegas we got to Vegas with our own lock. I travel with a lock. If we if we go out of town and we know we're going to go to a swinger club, I literally travel with a lock and key. Um, because if I go in a swinger club, I want to be able to lock our shit up and I don't want to have to give up my driver's license or whatever to um, somebody at the front on the off chance that I'm inebriated at the end of the night and I forget that they got my license because I'm in another state. And the last thing I want to do is leave my license in another motherfucking state. So it's easier for me to not need to relinquish anything of value to me to someone for a lock. So we, I travel with a lock and key. So we had our lock and key. Um, we put our valuables in the locker, locked them up. Um, they had bathrooms. They had a, a crap ton of playrooms. Yeah, let me hit them up with it. All so right. if you hit the lockers, there's an area that's directly in front of the lockers where you have a private playroom to your left, 
a private playroom in front of you. And if you're going around, let's say if you move to the right and you're downstairs, there is a swimming pool and a jacuzzi area that you can play in. A little further to your right, there is a group play area. Right of that, there are several uh, doors that you can lock and, you know, get your play on. Now, I started uh, intimating it in the past that there were different rules in this club than a lot of the clubs that we'd been to in the past. Yes. When we went to this club, on each door, the door said, do there was not a sign. lock. There was signage. Sign. Yes, signage on the door that said, do not lock, do not open these doors, you know, do not, you know. Pull on the knobs. Pull on the knobs and, the knobs and, and try to like move that. into these rooms. So, so theirs were set up to be, hey. Very. If um, we don't open these discreet. doors and let you look in, we're playing. Right. And let us do our shit. Don't jump into it. Yeah, don't disturb. So um, the way this club was set up was um, there were 10 rooms total. There were... Eight of those rooms were downstairs. Um, and again, on every door, there was a signage that, that was telling you if um, if the door is closed, you're not supposed to jiggle the handle, you're not supposed to turn the handle, try to open the door, nothing. They didn't want you to disturb whatever was happening on the other side of the door because what they felt was if the person closed the door, they wanted privacy. Um, they didn't want you to disturb what was ever happening on the other side of that door by opening and closing the door, um, by peeping your head in, by asking, can you join all that stuff, which I truly appreciated because I was like, you know what, kind of thinking back on our experiences where we have been in a room and we did not lock the door and we did have people opening the doors and asking questions, stuff like that. It does disturb the mood. Um, it does disturb what's happening on the other side of it. Um, and then again, you also have to deal with people who don't know rules and regulations and people who come in and do a little bit too much. Because we've had people come in and physically um, involve themselves in what's happening without permission. Um, we've had instances where uh, some ladies came into the room and I guess felt that I wasn't being aggressive enough with giving my husband a blowjob. And the lady literally grabbed the back of my head and started pushing my head down on my husband's penis harder. I um, and I was like, you straight violated. And even for a woman, she violated because she was not... We left the door unlocked, which, yes, you had permission to open the door um, and take a look. Because we left the door unlocked. So we at no point in that gave you permission to come in and interact with us. Um, So I did appreciate the fact that if your door is closed in this club, people are not able to disturb the groove that's happening on the other side of that door. That to me was pretty cool. Um, because I looked at it from that experience that, you know, you do have people who close the door because they do want privacy. 
Um, and they may not necessarily want the door locked, but they just close the door. They just want a little bit of privacy and they don't want to be disturbed. They don't want to have a bunch of open closed doors and things like that and have to worry about who's looking and stuff like that. They also don't have to worry about those instances we've told y'all about, about the, the stealthy people who ninjas who who can yeah the ninjas who can come in the room and be on the manage to get on the bed with you or or be standing behind you and like you know drop trial and try to who the fuck is this yes um so i appreciated that signage um i did not take offense to it at all because i was like you know what this is actually a pretty cool situation because they do recognize that they have people who want to have a little kinkiness with knowing that the door is unlocked and there is the possibility that somebody could walk in on them, which heightens the kinkiness of the situation in a lot of people's minds. Um, even though, you know, no one will come in. And sometimes you even forget that people don't have the option to come in because most clubs do give that option. Um, but it allows you to just kind of have that fantasy of almost getting caught or you can have those types of fantasies. Like, you know, um, you can take it back even to teenage years. Like when you used to, your parents not home and you sneaking to try to fuck and what if mom's, <laughs> you know, cause you hear people walking in the hallway and stuff like that. So you can kind of role play like that. So I truly appreciated the signage on the door. Now, um, they do have a, um, couples only area and their couples only area is real strict. So literally you cannot walk up those stairs if you are not a part of a couple. And I got a teeny weeny little piece of a pass because they knew I was a part of a couple when I went upstairs, but the man did politely. He also knew I was new to the club. So he politely explained to me. He was like, I'm going to explain to you what happens up here but I'm going to need you to go back downstairs because you're literally not with your partner. So he explained to me when I went upstairs, because um, my husband was shooting pool at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I went upstairs to check out the couples part, which in <clears throat> most clubs, the couples area is open to single ladies. This, this area is not. This area is not open to single nothing. If you are single, you cannot go up them stairs. They will turn you back around and send your ass back downstairs. Even if they know you walked in as a couple, you have to go back downstairs, get your other half, and then come back upstairs. I appreciate that as well because that keeps the numbers even because we have had situations in the in couples areas where you have single ladies sometimes single men who have come in with couples and it throws the ratios off and when people start playing and somebody gets left out so with this there is no possibility of somebody getting left out unless the couples that are up there or um couples that where only one member plays most of the time both members are playing so um, I go upstairs and the gentleman's like, okay, this is how it works. 
This side is for smokers. This side is for non-smokers. Um, you have to be a couple if you're up here. If you walked in as a couple, you have to come up here with the person you walked in with. So again, there's no, oh, we walked into the door um, as a couple just to get past the door um, as a couple, in, as in most clubs we go to, and then we go off on our own. If you walk into this club as a couple, you have to stay together, um, which I did appreciate too because it keeps the single guys from trolling um, you know, the parking lot for single ladies and they coming into the club and being sharks because they literally have to stay with the lady they walked in the door with if they came in with her as a couple. And they have people who are kind of like, I call them the silent sleepers, but it's kind of like the other undercover cops. Uh, they're people who you don't know are a part of the club who have watched you walk in and watched who you walked in with, who walk around the club like they're a patron. And if they catch you kind of splitting off from the person you're with and trying to play um, and doing the shark thing or whatever, they will check you and they will make sure that you get with the person that you walked in with, which I appreciate it as well because I noticed in this club, we did not have sharks. Okay, so ultimately what ended up happening is I literally was downstairs playing pool because uh, one of our home clubs, uh, Trapeze, has now a pool table. They used to have swimming pools and they had hot tubs. <clears throat> And because some of the regulations around Atlanta, they tore the pool out, they tore the hot tubs out, and now they only have billiards. So for me, it's now an understanding that if there's a billiards table, you use the billiards table to kind of kick it with one of the other guys, see if you vibe as a couple, and maybe you can make something happen that you can take to a couple swap room, a individual room, or a group playroom and kind of make it happen nonetheless i was playing and bunny came back down and said that hey that couples area is not just a singles ladies and a couples area it is really a couples area so ultimately when we came back up <clears throat> we saw the smoking area off to the right but we understood that there was an area that is a dress down couples only area oh no 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 it's not dressed down. It's naked. Were we naked? We was naked. Okay. We was naked. Okay. There's a you cannot naked go area. into this area if you are not naked. You can have a towel and they sell, t well, not sell, rent, quote, a quote. Towel. They rent towels for $2. So if you're going to show up at this motherfucker, you better bring your own towel if you don't want to have to give up two bucks. So anyway, so the way this uh, couples area works Upstairs. is you have the mingle area. So you can be in the mingle area with your clothes on as much as you want to. You got your smoking side and you got <clears> your non-smoking side, which don't make a whole lot of sense because the smoke travels over to the non-smoking side. I'm, a, I'm someone who can't really be around smoke. So I, I, I can kind of testify to this. Anyway. If you're going to go past this second area into what is a two-bedroom orgy area, um, you have to be naked. So they have drawers and they have little cubbies. So you can take off your clothes, 
Um, you can sit your shoes on the little, um, in one of the little cubbies, and there's little cubby You can put your clothes in one of the available drawers if there's an available drawer. Um, but then you have to be completely naked to go past this area. There is no lingerie. There is no bra and panties. There is no boxer shorts. There is wang out, swing out, ding-a-ling, swinging, titties, swinging, bucket ass naked. So you go through this area and everybody's bucket ass naked. The only thing you can really have on you is a towel wrapped around you. Um, and people are playing. You had, when we walked in, we had one room that was full of people playing. Mm -hmm. um, there was three beds in this area and we had couples on all the beds and they were all playing. We had one bed that had probably about three to four couples playing on it. We had one bed that had two, maybe three couples on it playing, and then one bed that had a couple of couples on there playing. So this room was full, and it was hot as fuck because the body heat was uh, going up in there. <laughs> yeah. So then we go down the hall, and it's not as full. We have a couple playing on this bed, a couple playing on this bed, a couple playing on the other bed. The fan is swinging real fast, and you can feel the breeze. God bless America. Um, and we were like, uh, we might stay in this area, but we're going to go back to the other one because there was more action happening in the other one. Yes, so we go in the other one. We lay down on the bed. We start playing with each other. Um, we have some couples get close to us and stuff and start playing. Um, and, and we're not really so intermingling because it seemed like pretty much... There wasn't a whole lot of swapping going on. There, It was mostly yes. like couples playing with each other just next to other couples yes. and maybe some hands kind of reaching out and touching and feeling and so stuff like that. That was the thing that I saw. We had hella couples in there, yeah. but it didn't feel like the couples were really swapping. It almost felt like a, hey, we're all in public and we're all being exhibitionists mm -hmm. type of thing. So... There were at least six to nine couples that were playing. Because mm -hmm. we're talking about two to three couples on all three of the beds. But none of the couples were doing a lot of swapping. I think at one point I saw one of the black guys kind of swap with one of the couples. But if you got eight couples it wasn't, and it one wasn't did a, a, lot of a little mini swap. It was, the most we saw was play with the women. The mm -hmm. women kind of licking, sucking on each other. And when the men got involved, a lot of hand rubbing, like the women rubbing on the men, some hand jobs, um, maybe a little bit of oral, but not like any full penetration swapping going on. So we played in there for a little while. Um, yeah, we played together. Yeah, we played with each other. When, and in, then, when in Rome, do as the Romans. So yeah. So we... we yeah. Like all the other couples were playing with one another. We were being bits of exhibitionists. Yeah. But um, we weren't really swapping with any of the couples. I think at most we might have rubbed some arms, legs yeah. that were in the vicinity of us. Yeah. So we, um, we did that for a little bit. And then we went back downstairs. And um, one of the couples that uh, he was playing with, uh, playing pool with. Yes. Um, we kind of started... 
chatting with. Because so originally one of the guys he was playing pool with had got they have a um I'm sorry baby we they had a pool we didn't tell y'all about some of the amenities they have at this club so they have a swimming pool and a hot tub but the swimming pool is not heated and it was winter time because we're at the beginning of january and it actually does get cold in nevada i know most of the time when they show nevada nevada's like when they show uh california on movies it usually is hot but nevada gets cold nevada actually gets very cold um, now, granted, we had wonderful weather while we were there because, um, for the most part, it wasn't cold when we were there. It was kind of jacket weather. Um, and even as you're walking down the strip, you would get a little bit warm and take your jacket off. But for the most part, you needed maybe a light jacket. Um, it was about 50-something, 60-something degrees there. So it wasn't... Sounds about right. Yeah, it wasn't really chilly, but it was cool enough for you to need a jacket. Anyway, so um, the water in the pool was cold um, because, it's again, it's winter and the water is not heated. But there was a hot tub, and most of the people who were getting wet were in the hot tub. Um so this guy that uh, my bae was playing pool with had actually been in the hot tub, got out the hot tub, had his little towel wrapped around it, and he had it on there pretty good. Um, and he's shooting pool, and of course, it was like a magnet. People were coming up to that towel, yanking on it, trying to get it to come loose, because he literally did have that sucker tucked pretty cool. And, uh, and people were like, I wonder if I could pull it off, you know? So while he's playing shooting pool or trying to shoot pool, people keep tugging on that damn towel trying to pull it off. So um, that was one of the jokes we had with him was uh, the fact that everybody had been trying to pull his towel off. Um, So when I saw him dressed, that was kind of how the conversation kicked off. Originally was um, I had mentioned that he had put his clothes on he was like, yeah, eventually somebody snatched the towel off, and he was like, let me just get dressed. And they're like, what? I miss snatching the towel off. And so we were kind of joking about that, and he said he wanted to eat me out. And I was like, well, you got to ask my husband. So um, he was like, where's your husband? I was like, you was playing pool with him. So um, he was like, oh, yeah. So he went to ask my husband for permission to um, to eat me out. And as he went back, I went to go sit at the other billiards table just kind of to get off the heels because I was wearing heels at the time. Just kind of get off my feet. He lost track of me. Give me one second, man. He lost track of me. And so he spent the next maybe 10, 15 minutes looking for me. And I'm sitting there kind of chilling, watching the guys play billiards and um, and watching some of the conversations that happen around the billiards. Because, again, billiards is a great way to get the guys to intermingle. Because real talk, the guys are the gatekeepers. If, you, if the guys can get to mingling... Um, liking each other, building that rapport, um, and they're willing to let their women play with the other dude, that usually leads to a whole lot of fun. So, again, if there's a billiards uh, table, I do highly recommend that you men 
uh, learn to shoot pool or go and try to shoot pool. You don't have and to learn strike to up pool. that conversation because that is a great segue into couple swaps. Yeah, so you don't have to be great at shooting pool. No, you can be shitty just, because the the dudes will teach you, which opens up a line of communication. Right, just be willing to play pool and talk as you're playing pool because as you're playing pool, you're trying to hit your shots, you know. But you're talking about, hey, hey, I'm here with my wife. Here's our first time. Here's what we do. Here's kind of how we live. So what ended up happening, I think my wife might have gone over to the other billiards table and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to still play a little more pool. So he and I were playing pool and I was like, okay, so who you here with? Oh, I'm here with a friend of mine. Okay, how do y'all live? Oh, we'll do full swaps. We'll go all the way in. You know, she really likes to play when she get an opportunity to do so. Well, shit, you talking our game. If you're talking about somebody that wants to play, you know, if I'm being honest with you, I call myself Energizer, and my wife is Bunny. Oh, I think she might call herself Energizer as well. All right. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm Energizer and Energizer Square um, met up with each other. So, let, let me let run it back. I'm going to let him run it back. Okay, so I'm like, who are you here with? Oh, you remember the the white girl that was right next to me? Yeah, that's the girl I'm here with. Is that, you know, your lady? It's not my lady lady, but, you know, we kick it, you know, together. Like, we're here together. You know, she's the one I'm kicking it with. What, you guys play? Hell yeah, we play. Oh, shit, you you done said our name, man. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, let me find my wife, because I don't know where the fuck she went at. She must be somewhere around here. Oh, yeah, my homegirl, she's right over there, you know. Okay, so nonetheless, we're walking around a club, both trying to find both sides of the couple because we know that now, now that we played a little bit of pool, we know that they're a swinging couple, we're a swinging couple. From the interaction that we had, it seems obvious that we will play with each other. Mm-hmm. So nonetheless, at some point, we find everybody and everybody comes back together. Yes. You know, we had the nice conversation about what you're into, and he was like, oh, man, I would love to eat your wife. Oh, let's go. Is your girl playing? Hell, yeah, she's playing. Salute. Like, you can't see the salute, but I just put my hand, my right hand on my temple and moved it down like goddamn John Cena, because salute, because shit's about to happen. Because if you guys are a playing couple, you already know. Yeah. So, we ultimately found ourselves back around to a group playing area downstairs. Yes. And she was like, hey, they called me Energizer. Really? Because they called me Energizer. She was like, because <laughs> hey, you know I can really go. So I put my hands up, pushed it back, pushed my chest out. So I said, hey, what you want to do? And I assume at around the same time, because dude feel like his cunnilingus game is top of the tops. He be like, I'm going to eat your woman's whole soul out of her. <laughs> well, my nigga, feel free. Now, I will admit, I did not come to the club just to get eaten out. That was the opportunity that was presented to me. And so that was pretty much what I accepted. 
uh, with this couple because, um, like we said, up to this point, it was a whole lot of couples who were just pretty much playing with each other next to other couples, just kind of being expensive, ex exhibitionist there you go i've been drinking so anyway oh yeah we drinking right now so so if things anyway, get a little um, slizzard you know why yeah so we we started off with this cunnilingus thing and my personal preference kind okay so i look at oral sex as an appetizer okay penetration is the entree i'm an entree girl I like appetizers, but you know when you go to the restaurant, you don't always get an appetizer. Sometimes you feel like appetizers, sometimes you don't. I was like, okay. And I'm thinking he's going to give me some head for a while, and then he's going to penetrate. Well, that is not what happened. And y'all know we done talked about my baby before. My baby can throw wood for days at a time. So he is I'm like... I'm a little bit of wood. He is giving the wood to this dude's girl. High five, low five, elbow bump. Um, he is just letting her have all the business. Okay, so when I heard it back time in the day... some because she thought she was energized until she met my man. And then she realized she might have to change her fucking name. <laughs> I heard some people say, No, I don't want, I don't need no men and man. I don't want no men and man. My husband is a 90-minute man minimum. And so that's I his took that minimum. As a that's where he start. He start with 90 minutes. Okay, that's so his minimum. Is, so if you're going to fuck with my man... 90 minutes is the least amount of time you're going to get out of his ass. I can force it low. He can force it low if he catch you if right you before tell the me, club close. If you tell me, hey, let's make this quick. I got to get my mind. Okay, yeah, he does have quick. to mentally get there because my man, once he gets in that nice warm spot. Oh, I'm marinate. He want to marinate. I'm going to let so, the meat marinate. Uh. Part of the reason you don't I just throw him, the meat on the grill. You want to let it marinate for a Part of the while. reason I married his ass is because my man throws wood like a fucking lumberjack. Okay, y'all think generational, we're about... generational lumberjack, like a motherfucker who learned from his great 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 grandpa how to fucking throw wood. <laughs> okay, Woo! Jesus. Okay, thank you, Lord. Okay. She's saying that like it ain't gonna be some <laughs> Praise you Lord Jesus. This is a Sunday My after man. Valentine's Day. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. She thinks she ain't about to get some wood after the podcast. I am is gonna done. get some wood after this podcast, but my man whew, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Seventy five percent of the of the reason that I married this motherfucker is because my man Damn, seventy five? Yes, baby. 75% of the reason that I married this man is because whew, just quivers just fucking so <laughs> just real talk ladies I'm just saying if you want some of this I hope you get some of this I will gladly let you have a taste because girl real talk tell me how much dick you want if you are <laughs> I am a only 
15 minute dick kind of lady. He'll have you writing let, let real me know that in physical letters to Jesus. Like, thank you for making that motherfucker. Woo! Okay. Jesus Lord. Okay. So, back to Red Rooster. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. I met a nice little <laughs> white woman who said, Oh, you call yourself Energizer? Because I'm the Energizer. She had no clue, y'all. Challenge accepted. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... To this day, she is waiting for us to bring our ass back to Vegas. Matter of fact, real talk, if I would have called her and told her we needed a place to stay, she probably let us stay at our fucking house so my husband could fuck her for the week that we can change that we gonna be there. Because... My baby will fuck to stay, you know. You know, I let him pay that bill right there. I mean, I could have saved myself the hotel money because I'm pretty sure this bitch would have let us stay in her house for free as long as my husband was fucking the shit out of her. And I would have let that happen because I have a conference to go to. So while I'm at the conference, he could just be fucking her stupid and cross-eyed. Woo! She did say, lay that wood. Hey, did you guys say you're coming back in March? Oh, March is my birthday. Y'all gonna have to come back, and we're gonna celebrate my birthday together. Ladies, if you want some of this dick, please email me. Um, Black in the Swing of Things at gmail.com. I'm just saying, I got you. Okay, we got you. Okay, so, and I'm a, and I'm a uh, travel agent, so we will make sure that you have a nice, cushy hotel room. For him to fuck you till the bed break. I'm just saying. I'm there for you. I do what I can. So, nonetheless, to my left, this dude... That's what I should do. I should quit my job and just pimp your ass. I should. That's not a thing. Yes, it is a thing. Okay. I should quit my job and I should sell that dick. I should. You had had some drinks. I have, but this is real talk. This is sober talk. I think that's an occupation that I could have, that I could quit my job and I could sell your dick on the internet. I think I could do that. If I wasn't as black as I am, I'd be blushing right now. I think I could do that, babe. Okay. We could go and open us a brothel in Vegas. Okay. Uh, Because brothels are legal in Vegas. Well, it's not legal in Vegas. Vegas is legal outside of Vegas. It's legal in Nevada. We would call it... The Black Swing. And, yeah. We can retire there. Yeah. Babe. We can retire there in a couple years. But that's babe. some that's some other shit. Okay. So, uh, ladies, at least y'all know my my, my retirement plan. Um, and y'all could come to Vegas because what happened to Vegas is going to stay in Vegas. They're going to hear you hollering from Vegas to wherever the fuck you live. But it's going to be well worth the trip, girl. So, nonetheless, Woo! we have... On the bed next to my wife, having her soul eaten out of her body. Uh, mm-mm, 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 that's mm-mm. what he said. He was going to eat the soul out of mm-mm. you. Okay, ladies. Okay, we're going to be real about this coochie eating. He was okay. Okay? He was okay. I was allowing that to happen as long as it was happening. For me? Because you were trying to pretty much pound the soul out of old girl and she was enjoying the dick so much that I did not want to stop the party from happening so I allowed him to keep his head between my legs all that time 
I could have had a V8. Real talk. I ain't going to lie about it. I'm going to be real real with you. I took one for the team. I really did. Why you think I was playing with the little Spanish dude that was behind us? I could have took one for the team. Okay. So for me. I literally did take one for the team for a minimum of almost two hours that she was fucking her. I took one for the team because his tongue game is not that strong. I really wanted some fucking dick. He couldn't get his dick hard, which is why he ate me for as long as he did. My pussy was dry as a Sahara Desert, even though he was eating me that long. Okay. Yes, motherfucker. I let you believe what you wanted to believe because I wanted you to have a good night. But I'm a good wife. And so I kept that little nugget to myself until this podcast. Because, y'all, he did not know until just now. Okay. Breaking news. Okay. He did not My know wife. until just now that I really literally took one for the team. That motherfucker can't eat pussy like that. I didn't come, but actually, I didn't come. Wow. I was really trying to push him off my pussy, but I noticed that he was going to eat my pussy as long as you was fucking his girl. And I was like, okay, one was connected to the other. Wow. So as long as you were still fucking his girl, I let him stay between my legs. Yeah. I so as soon that. as you, as soon as y'all stopped, I was like, I'm done. You didn't realize that pretty much almost exactly at the time that y'all stopped, <laughs> I got him from between my fucking legs. I didn't know that because, um. Bang. He he Bang. was talking about I'm a good his wife. pussy eating abilities. I'm a good wife. I'm gonna take one for the team. I'm gonna let a motherfucker think he doing all that and then some. Yeah, cause she was saying, Bang. "Oh, as long as you can play, I can play." Bang. And I'm like, "Let's go." You know how long I've been in this lifestyle, okay? You know how long I've been in this lifestyle. Okay. I, I can fake it with the people best of them. listening on the microphone, please understand that I just learned that because I thought he was doing his thing because he was, hey, I'm the cunnilingus king and I can eat the blah, blah, blah and this and that. I would have fallen asleep on his ass, but I didn't want to embarrass him in a room full of people because literally, y'all, we had yeah. probably about 30 people in that room. And we we had about maybe seven to eight eyes on us um, because we were one of a few couples kind of playing. Man, in the group area. And the single guys, they had a lot of single guys in there. And again, like I said, the shark, they they were sharks, but they, their sharks aren't aggressive like they the were sharks more, They here. were more respectful. They were very respectful, very, very respectful. So they just did more watching and jerking off while mm. they watched us. But I didn't want to embarrass him. I didn't want to make it obvious that he wasn't doing shit. So um, I allowed him to think he was doing the most. Wow. Um, for as long as he could, because as long as my husband was laying pipe, I was like, and I saw that there was a connection because he kept checking. He kept looking over. Um, and as long as you, because when you first stopped and you, I think you were swap, swapping out your condoms or something. Yeah, but I'm thinking he he's... stopped. He stopped um, and he thought you were done. And he backed up off me. 
And then when you went back in, that's when he went back down on me. And that's when I realized that it was connected. And once I realized that what you were doing was connected to what he was doing, I let him continue because he was going to take his ball and go home. And I wasn't going to let that happen to you because I knew you wasn't done. So I let him do his, well, pretend to do his thing. So Just, what that was, was kind of like old boy with the with the bruise I wound up on my fucking <laughs> inner thigh. Okay. Okay. So think of it like that. That was that was one of those inner thigh bruise kind of situations. Okay. So what was happening is huh. he had Bunny and he was eating her on the majority of the bed. He wasn't eating me. He was lightly licking my vagina, my vulva. We gonna get real technical on y'all. He was. Gently licking my vulva. On occasion, his tip of his tongue would brush past my clitoris, and that tickled. So I would like, oh, because it tickled. And he thought he was doing something. He really wasn't. I was letting him think he was doing the most because as long as I kept him occupied, my husband could lay pipe on his girl. So, again... I am the shiznit plus when it comes to being a great wife because I take one for the team on the regular and most of the time my husband has no fucking clue I didn't took one for the fucking team because I'm not that bitch. I'm not going to be, oh, I took one for the team, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that. I take one for the team. I usually keep it to myself. And he never knows about it. But I had to put that out there because I know when we go back to Vegas, old girl is like fiending for his ass. And hopefully she didn't find her a new man because if I got to get with Mr. Lightly Licking My Vulva again, I'm going to just bring me some toys to Vegas and I might have to get my vibration on. Okay, so... Because the bitch could have had a V8. Okay, so... uh. New information on my part. <laughs> so You gotta get better at reading the signals. So, like I told you guys again, um, when my wife is wing woman in me... Yes. Because I'm a great wing woman. There's no better one out there. If you tell me, hey, I'm a wing, wing man, you better than my wife, wing woman, I will slap the taste out of your mouth. I will give you something salty in your mouth to get some taste back and slap that taste out again. <laughs> and ask you, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Nonetheless, back to the Red Rooster. So, they're on a majority of the bed. So, I'm trying to get it in. I'm trying to get a, a plant on my right foot. That's my strong foot. That they give me some leverage. So, I'm trying to give it to her. So... It's dudes that's coming along with a dick out. Uh, yeah, we have all the dick we need over here. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to jack off gently off to the to the side, feel free. Dudes walk up like it's WrestleMania and they're about to get tagged in. It's kind of funny, but then again, it's kind of not. <laughs> but it always happens like when my baby is like fucking the shit out of somebody. Dude, step up because they recognize he has thoroughly set the stage. All I got to do is come in for the encore because <laughs> they've realized that my baby has primed that pussy so well 
that if a motherfucker just whew, blows on it, she gonna come. So niggas be trying to get up in that motherfucker after my baby just pulled out because they know good and well them little two, three pump dudes know they can get their two, three pumps in. She gonna come because my baby already got her to that level. Mm-mm. And then they can feel like they accomplished something. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like you going into a a meeting, you have primed the client, you got them ready to sign, and then your boss comes in right when they sign their name on the paper and takes the credit for the sale. It's that kind of situation. And so my baby gets all the leg work in and then them motherfuckers be standing there waiting to take credit for the sale and yeah so nonetheless uh when we get several dudes walk up with dicks out no we have all the dick that we need in this situation Mm -hmm. but because we're on the side of the bed near the carpet i'm like "Mm, this is not the optimal fucking area so they have a circular (laughs) bed in the middle (laughs) He's actually on the bed. We're on the like, side. He, he's on the side of the bed, like one of those people in a rowboat with one foot out on, on the side of the rowboat, kind of like trying to kick. Like you lost your oar and your, you're trying to use your foot as the oar to kind of kick to shore. That's, that's my plant foot. Okay, so That's pretty much what he looked like. So I ask Energizerette, hey, you want to go over to the, the center bed over there? Yeah, let's go over there. Okay, so we go over there. I swapped out condoms. Now we have plenty of room to roam. and uh, Nothing but space and opportunity. Make it happen. And uh, so I'm giving it to her for a while. And she was like, uh, okay. Uh, as much as of an energizer as I think I am, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to relinquish <laughs> that energizer title over to you because you have earned it. And uh, I <laughs> yes. think uh, on that my note, baby, I have My taken, baby tapped her out like they was in WrestleMania I have, 65. I think I have <laughs> taken all the dick that I have the wherewithal <laughs> to take this evening. But when my birthday come around in March, if you can be yes. back here. That's why we're going to March. I mean, going to Vegas early in March is because her birthday actually comes the... The week before we are scheduled to be there, and we told her the best we could do is to come in on that Friday before. And she was like, "Hey, she'll if take you can it. be back she around said somewhere in the vicinity <laughs> of the week of my birthday. Let's do this shit again." Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, nonetheless, yeah, this is a long one, uh, but yeah, that Mm-mm. was. Because honestly, I think we have entertained, entertained y'all the whole hour and chain and a half. It's and extra. you won't even realize that you sat here all that time because you want you have been thoroughly entertained. This is a great story for you to listen to. You're going to tell your friends about it. I'm going to chop it up and make it a double. No, this... no. This is one episode. We're going to leave it as an hour 40 plus episode? Yes. All right, let's go.
I don't know anybody who wouldn't listen to us for that long because this is a very interesting episode. We have given them great information. We've given them information about Vegas. We've given them information about marijuana. We've given them information about the Red Rooster. We've given them information about us and swinging. We have covered all of our bases and we've Not educated. Part, one, part two? We've educated. No. We know. Giving them all. Give them all. Yes. All of this. Yes. Mm. Yes. We're going to take all this mm. at once. All of it at once. All right. Let's go. That's how we do. We okay, don't cut well, shit in half. Well, this shit ain't done. Because, baby, uh, baby, that's like you fucking a woman and telling her, oh, okay, I'm going to have to give you the rest of this dick next week. I will let you come, but uh, I'm next gonna week the... I'm going to come back and give you the rest of the dick yeah. that I was going to give you. Don't do that. That's Ooh. not cute. Okay. All right, then. We're going to give it to you long this week, then. You like it long. We they like long it long. Podcast you. They like it long. I'm gonna hold you by the hips mm-hmm. and pull you all they the way like, in. They like it like long. That. Podcast. That's you. how they like it. Hey, but this shit ain't done. You already know what we got left. Yeah. Uh, we got you, condom corner. You know what a right angle is. You know what <laughs> uh, a goddamn uh, three, four, five triangle is. <laughs> and I don't know if you know. <laughs> that the square of the hypotenuse. Oh my goodness, is baby, let me do kind of corner. <laughs> of the two sides. But nonetheless, that's a corner. That's a ninety degree angle corner. Oh my goodness. And we're about to give you the motherfucking condom corner. All right. So for this week's condom corner, we are going to go with our one condoms again. But this is gonna be the three hundred the five hundred and seventy six um studs uh i love the, five, the 576 studs one yeah it's a 576 sensation so pretty much it they put 576 studs on little study things on a condom so the great part about this condom is that it gives you a full vaginal massage so, ladies, this condom was created for us. Um, the man puts this condom on, and as he's thrusting inside of you, these little nubbies are fully massaging your vaginal walls. Um, and it's it's bringing you to the peak of orgasm. With each thrust, he is... He is literally giving you all of the sensations that you need. Because most women need multiple um, areas to be stimulated in order to orgasm. So you are getting that. You are getting the vaginal stimulation. You're also getting the clitoral stimulation. Because as the condom comes out of you, it is brushing lightly up against the clitoris and giving you a little bit of vibration because those nubbies kind of create a little bit of vibration so you've got that vibration on the clitoris you've got that um those nubbies penetrating and vi- and kind of um stroking in and massaging the vagina so you've got two part two places where you're being stimulated and the more he thrusts and the faster he thrusts and the harder he thrusts the more stimulated you're getting, it makes your orgasm absolutely amazing. Um, so I highly recommend this condom. Um, again, this is from One, which One is one of our favorite brands of condom. Shout out to One. Um, but I love this condom because it 
they took their time with this one. They really thought about this one because it gives you um, multiple areas of stimulation, which is what we need, ladies, in order to orgasm. It also um, assists with your vaginal floor because that um, those little nubbies create a vibration. The more he thrusts, it kind of creates that vibration, and your vagina needs that vibration to strengthen your vaginal walls. So it makes your orgasm a lot more powerful. So um, I do highly recommend this condom for women who may have been challenged with orgasming. Um, any type of condom that has ridges or tw or um, ribs or anything like that on it, I do highly recommend those for um, ladies who are challenged with orgasming because it does get you from point A to point B a lot quicker. Um, again, this is the one 576 sensations condom, um, highly, highly recommended and get some and have fun. Well, damn. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that condom, but, uh, we're going to use one tonight. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> you think it's just podcasting, uh. So let me tell you guys, you know, I know this one's coming out after Valentine's Day. So happy belated Valentine's Day. I happy hope you had a day. really sexy situation and I hope you made it happen. I'm hoping you making it happen in the future. And uh, if you have not celebrated Valentine's Day yet, it's my favorite holiday ever. I hope you do celebrate Valentine's Day. I hope you find someone that you really want to have some sexual fun with and some safe fun and safer is sexy. And if you don't know what I'm feeling, I'm telling you now that I need sexual healing. Sexual healing, Sex is healing. baby. Sex is very healing. I, I think if we fuck more, we'd have world so peace. Fine. Okay, so uh, I'm Dick still... Dick makes world peace, just saying. If I'm being honest, we've done a very long one. I'm still contemplating it if I'm going to chop this He is up. not going to chop this up, motherfuckers. I'm going to tell you right now. He is not going to chop this up. You're going to listen to all... Almost two hours of this motherfucker because it has been very entertaining and you didn't even notice that you was listening to two hours till I motherfucking said it. Ooh, so yeah. Allow this entertainment to go all up and down and long stroke inside your walls. Yes. Perhaps pass the mushroom tip to your shaft. Matter of fact, I think a few of our male listeners is probably jacking off to this motherfucker as they listen. Okay, yeah. So this will be the you time. You're welcome. This will be the time to bust your nuts. You are welcome. Yeah, so. <gasps> yeah, finish right now if you can. <laughs> I know I'm throwing your shit off, but nonetheless, <laughs> like we tell you, remember, they keep it safe, keep it 100 with each other, and if you can't, fuck, fuck it. We black.